Welcome to Reflective Teaching in a Digital Age podcast series. The title of our episode today is Thoughtful Approach to Educational Technology Tools Integration through TCAP Framework, where TCAP stands for Technology, Content, Assessment, and Pedagogy. Today, our conversation will be with Dr. Rohit Kandakatla, who is a graduate of the Engineering Education at Purdue. Rohit's research interest includes faculty's use of educational technology, service learning, and understanding organizational development in higher education, as well as education policy. Currently, Rohit is serving as the Director for Strategy, Operations, and Human Resource Development at KG Ready College of Engineering and Technology. He also has an adjunct faculty appointment with the Center for Engineering Educational Research, at KLE Technological University. And without further ado, let's get to talking to Rahit. Rahit, welcome. Thank you for being with us today. And my first question is, if you can give us a little bit of the background and what led you to thinking and developing TCAP framework. Sure. Uh, Thank you for inviting me to the podcast. Uh, Excited to be here and uh, talk a bit about uh, the TCAP model. Uh, so during my PhD at Purdue, uh, I worked as a research assistant for the Freeform project, where we were investigating student experiences with an active, blended, collaborative learning environment that was applied to a sophomore-level mechanical engineering course. Uh, the innovative pedagogical model uh, led to a drastic improvement in the student retention and the success rate in the course, and this led to an NSF-funded project where we explored how various technology-based uh, learning resources were being utilized by students. Uh, we used qualitative and quantitative research methods, but uh, while I focused more on qualitative work and analyzed student interviews, I observed the need for faculty to ensure that technology tools being integrated in the course are student-centric. Uh, I did some literature review on that, uh, and, it, uh, and my search revealed that most faculty who utilize education technology end up focusing more on the technology aspects with less emphasis on how they're aligned to help students achieve the learning outcomes of the course. I noticed a gap in understanding of how faculty learn to integrate technology tools into their courses and uh, therefore for my dissertation designed and uh, facilitated a six-week faculty development program where faculty redesigned a course of their choice and technologically enhanced it. Uh, I say technologically enhanced it because uh, they used different modes of uh, uh, operation like hybrid, blended, uh, uh, fully online. Uh, mm-hmm. I used a conceptual framework called TCAP. Uh, it stands for Technological Pedagogical Content Knowledge for my study, where the authors who built the framework highlighted the importance of uh, developing this knowledge uh, called TCAP. Uh, they believed uh, faculty can make the most of educational technology when their knowledge of technology is combined with their knowledge of content and pedagogy. After uh, my PhD, I moved back to India and have been exploring ways to promote large-scale capacity building efforts uh, that could support uh, technology-enhanced learning. Uh, While I kept uh, thinking about the TCAP framework, I uh, realized that the framework didn't take into account the essential components of assessment. I identified an opportunity to kind of uh, expand the framework by including the combination of technology and assessment. Uh, coincidentally, around the same time, I was chatting with uh, Professor Ruth Traveller, who is a professor at the School of Engineering Education at Purdue, and was one of the members of my dissertation committee. Ruth uh, teaches a course at Purdue uh, called CAP, one of my most favorite courses ever taken. It stands for uh, Content Assessment and Pedagogy, 
where she emphasizes the need for constructive alignment between the three elements in order for the course to be student-centric. It was during this conversation that I thought about the TCAP model as just a way of adding the T, the technology to CAP, and it would so that it would guide instructors to constructively align technology tools to all the other three elements of the course. Rohit, that's very, um, very interesting. So tell us some more about what are some of the critical elements of this TCAP, this uh, technology content assessment and pedagogy framework that you are developing. I believe uh, the two most critical elements uh, of the TCAP framework are constructive alignment between technology, content assessment and pedagogy and the collective alignment of all the four elements with the needs of the students. Uh, the student is at the center of this model as any decision, design decision you're making should be student-centric. While aligning uh, technology tools and content, uh, faculty should consider different ways in which the content could and need to be represented. Technology provides you with weight of evidences as the content could be represented through text, audio or video and other ways too. In, uh, it's important for faculty to understand which topic would be represented how based on the learning outcomes of the course. Similarly, identification of technology tools that support the implementation of different pedagogies chosen for the course is very essential. Instructors should ask themselves which topic need to be asynchronous and synchronous mode of teaching. Use of uh, technology could allow research-driven pedagogies such as active learning, flipped classroom, and cooperative learning. Uh, engineering faculty who need to provide the students with hands-on learning can explore the possibility of using simulation and modeling tools and virtual libraries. Virtual libraries, to my knowledge, have been out there for a long time, but have been not utilized. So I believe uh, it's, this is the right time for that. Last but not the least, uh, the reason for development of the framework is the alignment between assessment and technology. Uh, tech, faculty can harness the power of technology by implementing formative assessments and using their results through a feedback loop to identify student preconceptions, misconceptions, and other gaps in learning. Doing this will allow faculty to provide students with targeted feedback during the course and improve their chances of succeeding in the course. Most uh, learning management systems now kind of pro uh, provide their option for using analytics as an inbuilt feature that would, that would uh, be great uh, to keep making changes to the course to suit the needs of the students. I always believed uh, implementing formative assessments is a lot of work for faculty, but through the use of technology, they can uh, find uh, better and a good alternate ways to kind of make it quick and fast. If we back up a little bit and think of the engineering constructors who are starting to design their courses for the fall, and you know, for some of them it could be completely online, for some it could be a blended version, but I think for many, uh, technology will be a strong part of it. What are two or three things that they really have to focus on in order to have a successful course for the engineering students? Mm -hmm. I think first uh, you need to be open-minded. Uh, I already mentioned this uh, before. Uh, this is the time for you to kind of think about redesigning your course. So this is not only a chance for you to kind of bring in technology, but it's also a chance for you to align your content assessment and pedagogy for your courses. Because when you talk about student success, uh, it's going to happen when you design your course in a student-centric manner uh, and you ensure that you can support. So I think the first one would be being open-minded. Uh, the second one uh, would be uh, be flexible uh, because uh, 
you might not know uh, if uh, the learning resources you're developing would be uh, useful to students, uh, but that's something you could find out through formative assessments and through regular an an analyzing and evaluation of your courses. So I think being flexible is important. We're all new to technology. We're, not, we're all new to learning uh, uh, in the digital age. So uh, being flexible is important. Uh, and the third uh, most important thing is uh, be a reflective thinker. Uh, keep thinking, uh, keep reflecting. Um, it's important uh, for you to kind of do that. This feeds on to the second point. Uh, but again, I really believe you need to become a reflective thinker. And uh, that's very essential for you, uh, especially moving forward. Uh, previously, uh, if you kind of were teaching a course in the class, uh, you still had the students in front of you. You you could kind of at least uh, guarantee their attention uh, for some time. But a lot of these uh, wouldn't be possible when you move uh, to a virtual uh, learning. Uh, you might be not sure if your students are uh, actually kind of listening to your videos or looking at what you're saying and are they learning. So you need to ensure you constantly think about your students, reflect on their experiences and see how you can uh, make changes. Thinking about all of the new added responsibilities when you think about how do you design your course and how do you integrate technology and what technology is right for this goal, what technology might not be well suited here, how the instructors should deal with this added load and where should they turn for help with figuring out mm -hmm. what technological solution they need to find. Mm -hmm. Because I feel it just could be overwhelming to them. Sure. Uh, I, I believe uh, there is no one fit for all solution, uh, which is why uh, I really believe the TCAP model is a good framework to design technology enhanced courses. It kind of guides the faculty or instructor to go through that whole process uh, with a good direction and also trying to make it student centric. Uh, there are many technology tools available right now and uh, there are kind of a lot of visuals that uh, represent they that highlight how the different tools uh, can be used for different purposes. So ensuring that uh, w whatever you're picking is constructively aligned and is also uh, uh, making sure you're doing it by thinking about your students is very essential. So mm -hmm. I would just say there's no one solution for all, but there are many resources out there, but you uh, need to go through a, a redesign process of your respective courses to kind of understand what uh, uh, makes sense for you and what works for your students. Thank you. So when we think about some of these strategies, it's always approached from the position of an instructor. But what of the student who has never engaged in an, I mean, you know, they use their cell phones, computers, but for learning, they've never actually engaged in a learning environment that was one, technology dependent, and two, especially if we're going for more interactive engagement of our students, with the content, with their instructor, with each other, how can students be ramped up to be able to engage in the learning experience in a meaningful way? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, I, I truly believe the digital literacy level of students would be quite different depending on their prior backgrounds. Uh, sure, mm -hmm. everyone might be using a smartphone or laptop now, but engaging in a learning that happens digitally, it's, it, it could be quite new for students as you suggested. So I mm -hmm. believe uh, there needs to be uh, very uh, uh, thoughtful efforts put by instructors 
to kind of take through students through uh, the different the learning environment they build and kind of have some onboarding at the start of the course. Uh, they need to ensure that students are aware of the different features, the different learning resources, and also kind of highlight why the different resources are there. Understanding how these resources might help them achieve the learning outcomes of the course would encourage the students to kind of take up the resources. And I believe uh, you uh, you said benefits might not be the right word, but uh, Technology-enhanced learning could, could signify a lot of benefits to students. Students can now learn from anywhere, maybe at any time, if the course is asynchronous. Uh, and the course uh, where which we started at Purdue uh, implemented had a discussion forum where students can asynchronously uh, post questions about homeworks and kind of answer that. It built it built a sense of community among the students as they started sharing uh, and making use of each other as learning resources. Becoming a little distant with students through these digital environments, it's important to ensure that that students are engaged with each other and there's a lot of peer collaboration happening. And that makes sense. My question is about professional development workshops that you've been doing, and I'm just wondering if you can walk us through what it looks like when somebody takes this professional development workshop. So, uh, so we have a uh, different set of programs because uh, we kind of cater to uh, the faculty needs. Uh, different institutions give us different times for programs. Uh, so, but the essence of it is basically kind of uh, using that uh, a framework called TCAP. Uh, it stands for Technology Content Assessment and Pedagogy, uh, where uh, we kind of take the faculty through the journey of uh, understanding uh, how each of these elements can be constructively aligned. So you start off with your content, uh, you decide on what would be your content, and then you go on with your learning outcomes. After you design your learning outcomes, you decide what are the assessments. After you decide your assessments, then you go about uh, what would be the right pedagogy tools or techniques you'll be using to ensure students meet the learning outcomes. Now, while we do that, uh, next, I think it comes up uh, talking uh, trying to discover uh, how each of these elements uh, interrelate or uh, align with technology. So we just spoke about uh, content, right? So uh, uh, with respect to uh, content which you design uh, could be represented in different ways. You could, it could either be uh, represented through audio, video, through text, PowerPoints. So it's important to kind of identify which content needs what kind of representation because there's no one fit for all solution. It really depends on what is the content. So having that alignment is important. The next you go on to uh, pedagogy. So would, would my what kind of technology tools do I need? Uh, is my uh, pedagogy going to be synchronous? Is it going to be asynchronous? Depending on that, what tools would I need? And if I'm implementing, for example, uh, I, I just spoke, uh, if you want to implement flip classroom, then how do you do that? So depending on whatever techniques you identify, how can technology kind of help you uh, implement that? And uh, last uh, coming uh, to assessment uh, is now, what are the kind of formative and summative assessments you'll be uh, using in your course? Uh, and how do you kind of uh, implement the assessment or kind of uh, carry out the assessment virtually? What technology tools might you might need? Because especially for proctored uh, assessments where uh, you need to kind of have someone uh, looking at you to make sure you don't cheat, how, how do you ensure you do that through technology? And uh, there's so much scope for formative assessments. You can implement all of your formative assessments through technology tools. Uh, the poll questions I just spoke about is a form of formative assessment where it's a simple tool we're using to understand if uh, the students are uh, understanding what we're trying to teach them, are there any misconceptions which we can identify. 
and with the formative assessments happening uh, through technology now i think what's great is you can collect data because assessments is not uh, it's it's not really about what you don't know it's about trying to measure what you know right so uh, now you can collect all the data from formative assessments use learning analytics tools kind of use, uh, then kind of un- have an understanding throughout your course on what's working what's not working previously it might be challenging for you uh, to kind of have a lot of formative assessments collect them grade them and then analyze them and then make changes all of that is hard but through technology that might become easier so uh, kind of understanding how your assessment and technology also could be aligned so you just uh, take the faculty to this whole approach of uh, making them think reflect and kind of understand how uh, technology will be aligned to all of these elements so that's the crux of the course uh, of the training program and uh, depending on how much time uh, they give us if it's a one day program then it's just going to be a quick overview of it if it's a one week program then uh, we have us we call it a guidebook where uh, we have a lot of questions for faculty and they keep answering that questions uh, throughout the program and they kind of take it back with them so it really depends on uh, how much uh, how much we want to really depends on how much time they give us but the essential component of it is kind of making sure making them understand uh, that the alignment is important so that irrespective of uh, where they are after, after the program they can at least go and put more work to kind of technologically enhance their courses quick question here about faculty beliefs their own I don't want to use the word epistemological beliefs, but you know, just their beliefs about teaching and the role of technology and its benefits to learning. We know sometimes, um, and the research, especially so, I use the pedagogical content knowledge. That's another uh, version of that framework for a third of my dissertation work and even some of my. research now and one of the things the more my my students and I engage with this framework is we find that there is often a disconnect between what they believe and what they actually do when the time comes because people are going to naturally swing towards what is easiest so they might believe in a more elaborate design of learning but when it comes down to it they're only limited they're limited by having so much time or limited by how many students they're engaging with I'd like to get your perception on this disconnect between what faculty tend to believe and what actually gets enacted in practice as it relates to technology, obviously. I think uh, what they tend to believe is that they'll pick a tool and then go implement it. What they don't understand uh, is that a lot changes while they're implementing uh, because uh, this is uh, even they are doing this for the first time or if people have done it before uh, sure but most of them they're doing it for the first time so uh, when they start uh, at the faculty development program this uh, we sense a change in belief uh, especially when they understand the framework and the need for constructive alignment and uh, then we talk about how uh, you might be student centered in your approach but you also need to be student centered in your approach when you're integrating technology so, so uh, a lot of times uh, they go with perceptions of some perception of technology. They might think something works, something doesn't work. Uh, but interesting is uh, when they go to class, uh, they get a lot of feedback from students. Uh, and uh, I really encouraged all my participants uh, to be all years in the class because students are much more technologically affluent than them. They are the best ones to give you feedback. So what uh, you might take to the class might not necessarily be the best solution. It might be the best based on what you might think 
again, being teacher-centric. You are trying to be student-centric, but you still are take, taking tools which you think will work best. But it's very important kind of to understand if students are sensing and feeling the same thing, because uh, this was a key finding from my dissertation study too, is a few of the faculty realized that when you're kind of technologically enhancing your course, the best people to take feedback is the students because they know a lot more than you. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we talk about uh, if you're student-centric, there needs to be a two-way interaction, especially with technology coming to the classroom. You can learn a lot from your students. Uh, and so I think that could be the answer to your question is when they go to the class, they definitely have a lot of change in uh, beliefs or their understanding of what might work best or what might not work best because students uh, are your clients or are your customers and like in any design process uh, your design should be centered around your user so uh, when you go to your classroom uh, talk to your students uh, know what's working what's not working because they could really give you authentic feedback that which might impact your course design itself so what should a reflective engineering educator know and do now to be successful as we are obviously embarking upon an extremely digital age? Uh, the answer to that question is actually uh, in, in your question. Uh, educators need to become reflective thinkers as teaching in the digital age will require you to be flexible and adaptable. The ro- use of technology will reduce the amount of in-person contact between the instructor and the student. Therefore, uh, there's now a greater responsibility on instructors to constantly evaluate the student's progress in the course. They need to think about how to keep students motivated and design learning environments that keep students engaged and interested. The learning environments being designed should support peer learning interaction with, uh, where students can help each other and reduce the dependence on instructors. Care needs to be taken to ensure you don't use too many technology tools uh, that might cause cognitive overload among students. Especially when you're uh, using pedagogies like blended learning, the amount of workload between the online and face-to-face components should be well balanced. Uh, regular uh, formative feedbacks should be included so that instructors keep a track of students' learning and the progress in the course. Instructors uh, with the use of learning analytics can support adaptive learning where students will be provided with personalized recommendations uh, depending on uh, how, how they're doing in order for them to be successful in their course. I believe the COVID-19 pandemic has transformed the way the world view education uh, technology-based learning as more educators were forced to move to an online blended mode of delivery as a of lockdowns. In fact, at my institution where I'm working on right now, um, the, in, uh, the institution was shut in March and uh, our government announced lockdown and we had uh, a month to complete all the remaining uh, uh, courses online. And uh, we did that with faculty with no training and most of them kind of used Zoom or other platforms to mm-hmm. kind of just take the same traditional instruction to online, uh, which I feel uh, there's a massive uh, need for revamping there. Um, I strongly believe the last uh, few uh, months have challenged all educators to rethink the idea of teaching and learning. Uh, blended mode of learning will soon uh, become the de facto in both K-12 and higher education and instructors should take this opportunity to accept technology as the fourth element and should try completely redesigning uh, uh, of their courses by constructive alignment between content assessment, pedagogy and technology. Uh, Some instructors might be tempted 
to offload a lot of their work to technology through creation of uh, learning resources but it's important uh, to be flexible and regularly adapt their course based on the prior background of students thank you so much we enjoyed talking to you i'm i'm glad i'm glad you invited me and uh, i could share uh, what i'm thinking uh, i really believe this is the need for the hour so uh, the more people uh, who can kind of take up the philosophy of uh, this construct on alignment and tcap uh, i feel uh, the more students will be benefited so uh, hoping that this uh, could uh, kind of give a lot of information to many educators out there we look forward to the work you will do in the future with this i think this is really important Uh, thank you, and hopefully more conversations with us. Definitely, uh, always <laughs> happy to talk to you, folks.